So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reet Entertainment Podcast Number 12 for July 12th, 2015 I almost thought it was June Uh you know, of course, I'm Nathan Reed-Spruth. With me again this week is Andrew Aroa McFain. When's your, when's your friend going to stop being busy every fucking week? Well, I didn't invite him this week. Ah, uh, uh, I see. So the, the reason is because I'm not at my normal home setup, so I didn't want to have too many people in case some issue arose with my sound quality or Connor or whatever. And he usually works on Sundays, so if he comes in late and you have to go to bed relatively early, so Yeah. I'd I'd rather I'd rather save as much time as possible anyway. Yeah, pretty much. So uh let's start off like we did last week. Uh games you've been playing. Well uh Splatoon a lot. Yeah, when did you get that? Uh Katie bought it last night. <laughs> well, you see, and I was—I told you, you should get Splatoon to play with me. I wasn't going to pay $60 for it, so my girlfriend did, and now I have it too. And you're like, uh, oh, hey, look, I now own this game. Yeah. You can go play Sims or whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, it's on my Wii U, oh, but God. it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot better than I expected it to be. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's the the matches are really short, which is nice. And they got rid of uh like they have no voice chat or anything like that, so you can't rage at your team or anything like that, which is both good and bad. I I think it's totally fine because the small teams and the relatively small maps mean that you don't really need a whole lot of teamwork happening other than just the two buttons where you just say come over here, or just cheering your team on. Yeah, or come on. Yeah. It, it, it's a good game. I've, the, the problem I played, had with it when I played it was that sometimes you'll get a team that one of the players on your team doesn't do it. Yes, yes, we've had that several times where there's somebody that just either drops out right in the beginning or is just standing still throughout the whole game. And if you have three versus four in a game like that, it doesn't really work, and for anyone listening that might not know what I'm talking about, the whole thing is you're not really trying to get kills, though those are helpful. Uh, you're actually just trying to paint the map, and so you basically have paint guns, and you're going around just trying to make your color, whether it be you know blue or green or neon or pink or whatever your color is. You want your color to have more of a percentage than the other team's color. So when you're three versus four in a deathmatch setting, typically, you know, three versus four isn't too bad because if you're skilled enough, you can kill those four people pretty easily. Uh, But in this setting, it's really difficult to win if you're down a person because the other teams can just paint more than you. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting dynamic. Um, my only other problem is that there are very few maps 
And it also really could use another game mode somewhere. Um, I have a problem that you can't do ranked battles. Until you're level 10. Well, no. You can't do what? ranked battles with friends. Oh, well, I don't care about that. Well, yeah, but if, if I'm doing a ranked battle, I don't want to do a ranked battle with random people. I want to do a ranked battle with people I know that we can like a group. Because that means... I wouldn't want one team to be able to have any kind of advantage over the other if I could avoid it yeah. as a as a in the, in terms of game design I think that's I think it's totally acceptable. Well, I I think they should have at least a ranked battle that's that has you know, like a friends ranked battle. Yeah, a friends ranked battle and then just a normal ranked battle where it's just random. I think that would be fine cuz that's how they set up the the regular game anyway. They have a they have just a you can play online or there's a play online with friends thing. Exactly. So uh have you been playing anything else? Um, I've gotten more into Hearthstone again. Um, having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, I've noticed that. Because <laughs> I talk to you, I talk to you at work because we don't we don't do anything at our jobs. So nope. uh, you know, we'll just be sitting there, and he's like, "I'm watching John play Hearthstone." <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> so that's that's always fun. Uh. Have you been playing anything else? Uh, no, not really. All right, I'll try to uh, annoy you into playing Splatoon with me at some point. Yeah, that's fine. We are friends on Wii U, right? Yeah, yeah, we're friends. <laughs> okay. You, I, I have three friends: you, Ricky, and my friend Jessica. So, yeah, it's like it's like probably one tenth of all the people in the U.S. that even own a Wii U. So that's true. Yeah. Um. My friend Je- well, my friend Jessica lives in BC, so British Columbia. Well, it doesn't even count then. Yeah, but actually, I think I went on, and it said she hadn't been on in like three months. So, <laughs> you know. So, so she sold her Wii U, is what you're saying? Something like that. I don't know. Or I, she died. Yeah, that could be it too. I don't know. I haven't really spoken to her a lot. <laughs> uh, I've been playing Fallout New Vegas a bit. Because Fallout 3 crashes way too much. I'll just be walking around and it'll be like, ah, you know, I, I'm just going to close. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, buddy. Fuck you, Fallout 3. So I've been <laughs> playing New Vegas because it crashes less than Fallout yeah. 3. Uh, and then some more Adventure Capitalist. I was going to play some H1Z1 because they've done some updates. Uh, but... I couldn't play it at my sister's house and stream it at the same time. So, oh, you know what I have also trying to been play be playing is uh, GTA Online. I noticed that, and you said it was bad. Um, for one, uh, yeah, doing anything like like free roam, free roam is fucking unbearable. Yeah, um, it's stupid, and then um, I can't play online with my friends unless I plug my computer directly into the modem, even though my computer's in the DMZ on my router. Why? I don't know. There's some kind of weird networking issue going on where it's it's only if I'm playing with my friend Tyler. If I have it running through my router, even with my computer in the DMZ, it will not work. Weird. 
Like I'll play, I'll be able to play for an indeterminate amount of time, and then it'll kick me out of the game. That's uh, not very good programming or something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I played a little bit of. Well, I don't. I know GTA Online and GTA Five are different-ish. Yeah. But I played GTA Five online with my friend. When well, that's that is GTA Online. Okay. So when I got uh, when I got it for the PlayStation Three, somebody bought it for me so I could help him with his homework. Uh, yeah. So I got it for free, and you know we were playing a little bit, and then I shot her in the head. And she got mad, and I quit. <laughs> That's my GTA Online experience. It's really, it's really fun with friends. Just that the free roam, the free roam can be so unbalanced by, I, I think, by design that it just makes it not fun unless you just keep jumping from session to session. If they had on the PS3 version there was a way to make a private session so you could only play with your friends and they just don't have that on the PC version for some reason. Right. And I want to play I want to play more Killing Floor 2. But I haven't been able to I haven't been able to get four friends at the same time or a few friends at the same time to play the game. Yeah. So cuz you know everyone's working or away from their computer or masturbating. So, that's usually what they're doing, to be honest. Masturbating? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I haven't really been playing anything else, sadly. I did get up to the, you know, I have 508 followers on Twitch. So, getting more followers, which is good. Trying to get up to 750 for Rock Band Night, where Aroa's going to walk all the way from Chicago over to my house. Yeah, I'm going to first uh, go to Chicago, then walk to your house. Yeah. there. Well, I mean... I mean, I live on almost the opposite end of the state from Chicago, but, you know... Yeah, whatever. You know. I'll, just, I'll just go almost... I'll, I'll go six hours north, then travel west. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. There's mm-hmm. a, it's a more straight path that way. Right. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck you live. <laughs> I live in St. Louis. How does nobody know where St. Louis is? I know. I never. You never told me you lived in St. Louis. Oh, I well, never I cared to listen. Yeah, I live like I live like a few miles. Well, a few miles is in like twenty miles out from St. Louis. Right. Uh. So let's do a uncomfortable segue into Reddit. You hate Reddit, right? I'm indifferent towards it for the most part. Do you go to Reddit or? Um, there are a few subreddits that I I wouldn't say are regular, but that you know I've gone to, and I think it's a helpful resource, particularly if you have a niche interest. Right. Because um, I've I've gone on there for like uh, digital radio, radio signal shit. Yeah. Um. Well, Reddit is. Lately, like, the last month has been really weird for Reddit. They had the Reddit thing where uh, they banned some subreddits that were hateful and was making fun of fat people. Yeah. Um, So that was a really big controversy, I guess. I don't know why. Oh, no, don't be a dickhead to fat people. How is that a controversy? Yeah. And then another one 
So apparently, there's a lady named Ellen Powell, who was the CEO of Reddit for a while, about eight months. And from what I understand, she had fired someone that the Reddit community really liked. Um, it wasn't just that the Reddit community really liked her. She was kind of like the person that made Reddit as popular as it is. Right. And Ellen Powell fired that person. Yep. So Reddit got really... The, the Reddit community... Community, yeah. Um, well, the my thing is, I think it's the vocal minority. <sighs> well, s- some very powerful... Uh, minority, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah, the 99, the, the 1%. <laughs> uh, they, they were, they started a, basically a petition to get Alan Powell fired from being CEO and went into this whole thing. And I think Alan Powell probably saw the controversy and was just like, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with this shit. So she stepped down as a CEO, but she's still going to be an employee of Reddit. Yeah. She's just stepping down from being the CEO of Reddit, so... Yeah. Um, Which... Big fucking whoop. My problem with this is that while, yes, I think the community should have a say in what people... You know, what happens on a website that they go to, or, mm-hmm. you know, unfair practices, I don't think that the community should make decisions... Well, the the big thing here is that the com- what is Reddit if not their community? Right. Because who the fuck knows or cares about anybody at Reddit other than the CEO? Right. And I, I didn't even know who the fuck the CEO was until all of this started happening. Yeah, I had no fucking idea. Like, Reddit is... To to align it with with what most people compare Reddit to, which is 4chan, uh, Ellen Ellen Powell was was the moot of of Reddit, at least while she was there. And every if something went wrong on 4chan, it was the community. It was 4chan had its reputation and whatnot from the community. The community then blamed everything that went wrong on 4chan on Moot. And it's the same exact thing with Reddit. Reddit is just... It is its community, and then if if somebody important at Reddit that everybody likes gets fucked over, they're just going to blame the CEO directly. I mean, that's even a thing just in American politics. Like, something goes wrong, well, thanks, Obama. Yeah, and it's stupid. It's not even necessarily that Ellen Powell fired her. Do, do we even know that that's exactly what happened? Because I, I don't know. Because I, don't I care. yeah, I would sincerely doubt that it was exclusively Ellen Powell's doing. Like I doubt that she went. You know what? Uh, fuck that lady. She's she's just getting fired now. I mean, uh, uh, Victoria Taylor. That's who it was. Yeah, and I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure that it, you know that either she left or if she was fired, that it was you know even though Ellen Powell may have made you know made the call and been like, hey, sorry, you're fired. That doesn't necessarily mean 
that she didn't deserve to be fired. Right. Like, everyone everyone got really upset about Victoria Taylor getting fired, or, or dismissed, as, as this article's putting it, but nobody even knows what the what the context of it was. Like, she could have fucking embezzled money from the company, whatever fucking money they even make. Do they make money? I think they do. I think they probably make a lot of money. I would be very surprised if they made a lot of money. Just with ads and everything. I don't really see that many ads on their site, though. But I guess... I, no, I, I turn it off. Uh, I turn it off on websites like that, because they, they deserve what money that they get. We've gone over that, though. Yeah, we have. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it gets 160 million monthly visitors. Yeah. I'm sure but, they get some money. Yeah, somewhere. I mean, if, if 4chan's profitable, I'm sure Reddit is, I guess, now that you can put it that way. Yeah, so, I mean, that is 160 million times the visitors I get on a monthly <laughs> basis. Uh, so it's, you know, I, I don't care for Reddit. And I don't care for... I don't care that Ellen Powell fired someone. Yeah. I just... My problem... I guess it's not even Reddit-related. It's just the internet culture, as it were, where we see something happen, and we don't look at the whole story. Not, uh, you know, us. But, you know, people don't look at the whole story, and they're like, well, I don't like that this might have happened, and it might have went this way. I'm going to complain about it. Yeah. And that's how we get people who did like the, um, a few, like a year ago, the whole cancel Colbert thing. Mm Mm-hmm. We had one person who got really offended by it, by a, a joke that he made, and then they get to go on talk shows and tell people how oh, all the white people are privileged and can't understand, you know, Asian Americans or whatever. And it's like, no, you know, you need to look at the full story. You need to look at everything that happened and not just fly off the cuff, which is what a lot of people do and which is what happened here at Reddit. A lot of people just took things. They didn't know the full story, and they said, we're going to do it this way. And, you know, the internet has a way of kind of overreacting to stuff like this. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's, let's move on to some more uh, silly, stupid, stupid things. You actually brought this up. Yeah. Um, Logitech. Uh, pretty well known oh, brand. Okay. Yeah. Pretty well known brand. They uh, they make some good, good hardware. They you know they make speakers. They make headphones, mice. They They're probably the company that manufactures all the generic electronics you get from like Best Buy. Yeah, they are probably the biggest peripheral company. Yeah, if not one, at least one of them. Yeah. And, uh, you go and tell them. Um, well, they are, um, the company itself is not changing the name, but they are now branding all their products as, I believe it's pronounced Logi. Like, they just got rid of the tech. 
and they changed their logo to look more minimalist, I guess. And they're going to try to focus on changing the design of all of their products to be more like Windows 8. Like, for lack of a better way of describing it. Like, this article puts it as simple design and bold colors. But essentially, it's it's going after that whole thing that um, primarily... Well, really all operating systems, other than Linux, obviously, are, are going after. Like, Android and, and... We mainly saw it in iOS, I think, first. This whole flat, very basic colors thing white everywhere uh, or or just big solid bold colors yeah um android takes it a lot more seriously but yeah it's going for that kind of thing and do i think it's probably a good idea from a business standpoint yeah cuz obviously that's working people are responding very well to the operating system revisions they're using all these simple colors and whatnot uh, do I necessarily agree with the notion of changing essentially the identity of the company? No, because I think people are going to be confused. Honestly, I think if they see if they see the Logi thing, they're just going to think it's some other Chinese manufacturer, and they're going to be like, "What the fuck happened to Logitech? I guess they're dead now." Well, yeah. I mean, if I if you if you're walking on the street and some guy you know hands you a Rolex. You know, you're going to be like, oh, yay, I got a Rolex, not a Rolex. Yeah. Like, it, they're going to look at it and they're going to be like, oh, it's just a cheap knockoff of Logitech stuff. Yeah. That's, that's really what it looks like. And I I like Logitech products for the most part. You know, I've never had too much of a problem with them. I've had headphones and, you know, mice and keyboards, pretty much anything uh, from them. And they make solid equipment. But this is stupid. This reminds me of a few years back. Uh, sci-fi. The Sci-Fi Channel. Oh. Well, they were legally obligated to do what they did. Were they? Yes. Um, it it was because their channel was literally titled Sci-Fi, as it, it, it was just that. And uh, they ended up, I think the uh, FTC said that they couldn't do that because it was, uh, they were essentially claiming that they were a channel that was just one genre, like that was that genre, and it was, I don't know, something, something about That's that. Stupid, because like, or no, it was because they were they were copywriting their name. Oh. They wanted, and they couldn't copyright a genre, like oh, that didn't make any sense. Because if they did that, it would essentially mean that no one could call anything sci-fi. Mm. Well, they could have just kept it not copywritten. They could have, but instead they just. They went with S-Y-F-Y. Yeah, Siffy, the Siffy channel. Yep. Uh, I hated that change. And part of that change is they they wanted to make... They, they claim they wanted to make it easier and more um, open and not, not just represent science fiction. Because they didn't want people to look and be like, oh, there's only science fiction on it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's... It draws parallels because it's like they shortened their name and they made it more geared towards everyone except for, you know, kind of a techie person. Mm-hmm. And 
It's fucking Siffy. Seriously. <laughs> it is a really stupid name, but I understand why they had to do what they did. Yeah. Because uh, you gotta you gotta protect your brand. So so Logitech, when you see their products, it's gonna be L O G I now, not not Logitech like it should be. Yeah. It's just it's stupid. I I can understand changing like the changing their products to be yeah more like if they just yeah if they just made their design better like whatever but no they they gotta change their whole brand identity for some reason. Yep. Speaking of technical stuff, uh, what is this about 3DS flashcards? Uh, yeah, I don't know when this happened exactly. It seems to have been earlier on this year. See, uh, I, I, I've kind of just stopped following this whole scene because I didn't think it was going to happen for a lot longer. Right. But now it's it's it, it happened at some point. Um, there are working what what they're called as flash carts uh, for 3ds that play 3ds games, and what that means is you can illegally download uh, some .3ds uh, ROMs. No, 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 what you do is you take your own game, you make a ROM of it. And then share it on a torrent site so other people can <laughs> legally download. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you download these .3ds files and throw them on a uh, an SD card and put it in this uh, 3ds cartridge. Um, and the one that seems to be the best on the market has this little button on top of it that you push to switch what game you're playing. But just you put this cartridge into your 3DS, and the 3DS games that you have on that SD card, you can then play on your 3DS. Um, it's uh, super illegal um, to do that. Uh, order the thing from China. Yeah, you are buying these things from China, typically. Or at least some animals. There's a fucking dog out there, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty sweet because I I had one that uh, was for the regular uh, DS, and it was fantastic. Um, it was really cool to be able to just play DS games, whatever ones I wanted. Uh, without swapping out cartridges or carrying around a bunch of them. Right. Now, obviously, that's kind of been taken care of by the fact that you could download almost every 3DS game on the eShop. So the only reason for these things to exist at this point is just because you're a cheap asshole. Yeah. Because um, you can spend $75 to get a flash cart um, and then throw a micro SD card in there and then download $500 worth of 3DS games in an afternoon. Yeah. But, uh, at the same time, you know, if you are of that moral standing, then, uh, you know, these exist now. So you're gonna pretty, get one? Um, I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> I will not be getting one because I don't have a 3DS. I, I do. Um... And yeah, there are a lot of 3DS games that I, I've wanted to get, but they're too fucking expensive for what they are. Or and here's another thing: like there are games that are you know only in Japan. That too. Like, ugh. like the new Fire Emblem, I could download that right now. Yeah. And, and I can, flashcard. 
Yeah, I could play it in, I mean, it'd be in Japanese, but, you know, whatever. Um, they have something like that, but that I've been noticing, I was looking at, but it was for the Dreamcast. Oh, yeah. Um, but you have to kind of open up your Dreamcast and replace the optical disc drive with, basically, it's a little thing that you plug in there that replaces it and makes it so you can plug in a, a USB 2.0 drive into it, you know, hard drive or solid-state drive or whatever, and... You probably put a big flash drive in there. Yeah, put put a big flash drive, and then you can choose games to play on the original hardware, and these are typically better than emulators, because you're playing the game on the original hardware, so it's not going to have... Yeah, it's going to work. Yeah, it's actually going to work. It's not going to have issues. I know... I've used Dreamcast emulators. I have a Dreamcast, um, but sometimes I just don't want to pull it out and set it up and, you know, put the game in and then have an engine start up in my room, basically. That thing is freaking loud. It is pretty loud. Um, so, you know, you know, load up an emulator and play a game that I already own, or I've already pirated. <laughs> and, uh... Shenmue. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, games like Shenmue, Shenmue 2. I mean, Shenmue 2, we, we can't get in the United States. Yeah. Um, not on, not on the Dreamcast. No. And then, but the, the emulation's not great. Now, what? Dreamcast emulation is, has always been really, really bad. Yeah, I don't know why, but. It, it's because why would you bother if you can just get the hardware off the internet? Like, and. Bucks, yeah. And you can just burn the games to CD That's and just put them say. in the drive. That's what I was yeah. Say. So there's region locking on the Dreamcast, but the Dreamcast, it's the piracy for it. It's so easy because you can just seriously just take a CD and burn the game onto a CD because they didn't put any copyright protection until the very end of their life cycle. They didn't put any copyright protection on the the Dreamcast, so. Once, you know, the hackers found a way to just compress the images, they could then, you know, put them onto a disc and, and play the games. Yeah, because the, the reason that they didn't put any copy protection on there was because Sega decided, let's just make a new CD format that no one will be able to produce, and that'll be our copy protection. And then we were able to get it in like a month. Yeah, it was it, it was basically the same as a regular CD. They just put the uh, the pits, which are just the little grooves where data gets written to. They put them closer together, so you could have like a gig or a little bit more than a gig. Yeah, on on, on a regular CD. Yeah, and all all for the most part, uh, there were barely any games that even used that extra space because. Um, it like it, it just wasn't really necessary, and f- you could just ha- dump the the data from the disk directly from the hardware to a PC, and then uh, throw the or burn the burn the C or burn it to a CD, and then you've got the game there. Yeah. Uh, so as I was saying, there's there's region protection on the Dreamcast, but if you take if you take Shinmu 2, the PAL version, and burn it to a CD, for some reason it strips out the copyright 
because you're not using the, the original disc. <laughs> so you're able to play it on yeah. Dreamcast. So it, it gets rid of that region lock as well. Uh, it should be noted that you can actually get Shenmue 2 on the original Xbox as well. Um, Which is also a remarkably easy system to pirate games for. Yeah. But that's a that's a system I played. Uh, <laughs> that actually played Shinmu 2 on Vita. Uh, but yeah, so excited for this. Uh, you know, if I had a 3DS, I'm hoping that this does lead into a 3DS emulator. Oh, I was actually going to link you. Um, I was doing some looking uh, while you were talking about the Reddit thing. That's kind of why I wasn't listening there for a minute. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Um, we, but are the, we are the most professional podcast. There is a there is a 3DS emulator that's in in works. Like this is still an active GitHub oh, uh, repository. Actually, I know there's there's been a couple that are like we're a 3DS emulator. You have to flip, do these surveys and then get yeah. viruses. Uh, but this is actually one that they're working on. Yeah, this is a this is a GitHub repository, mm. um, and it's got it, it's had commits put to it. Uh, it's GPL licensed. Um, it can boot games, but it doesn't really work yet, for the most part. But, uh, you know, I mean, they've been working on it for, it looks like, about a year now. So, I mean, give it give it another year. It'll probably be working decently well. I know, because they have a DS emulator that works really well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the DS the DS had emulators that worked pretty much one-to-one to the hardware by the end of its life cycle. Oh, yeah. And the 3DS has got a few more years on it still, I'm sure. So I, I played uh, Pokemon Black. Yeah, it's, it's how I played Scribblenuts until I got a flash cart. But, but here's the funny thing. I, I went and I bought Pokemon Black. <laughs> Because I wanted to be legal, so I bought Pokemon Black, and I had a, a DS, but I also wanted to stream it. Oh, I see, yeah. So I had to pirate it to be able to stream it, because the DS does not have, like, a... They don't have an output, and no. in order to get output with both the 3DS and the DS, to get an output to go to, you know, component or whatever cables... You have to like crack it open and buy like a two hundred dollar mod to put into it. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm just gonna pirate it. Yeah, uh, it's the same thing with the with the PlayStation Vita. That's why I've never streamed any Vita games because I totally would if I could. Oh yeah, I mean I don't get why they and why they don't do that. And speaking of which, why? Why don't they have output just so I can play it on my TV in case I want to? Well, you know, the, the funny thing about the uh, the Vita is that um, there is outputs on the internal uh, board. Um, that's how the capture card works, actually. It just uses those. Oh. So I don't know why they couldn't have just wired that into their stupid proprietary connector at the bottom. Um, but the newer PS Vitas, I think they got rid of that because now it's just a micro USB port at the bottom because they realized who gives a shit. Yeah. Um, so, what was I going to say? The TV, the, the PlayStation TV, mm-hmm. that, of course, goes to a TV. Yeah, I, I could get one of those if I really wanted to 
stream Vita games, but uh, I think the only like three Vita games I would stream require the touchscreen. So, oh. well, yeah, I mean, I get that because the touchscreen integration on the TV is awful. Yeah, it's not. It's not gonna work, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you could play Elite Beat Agents on that. I know I don't. the DS thing, but. It's not, yeah, it's not a good idea at all. You don't want to play a rhythm game where you have to tap the screen with a, a shitty controller setup? No, not really. Okay. Uh, so let's speak, let's speak of some more piracy. Uh, There's more piracy? Yeah, space pirates. Oh, I see where you're going with that. Ha ha ha! It's a game called Star Citizen. Uh, I'm getting it when it comes out. You? Um, I will see um, how, what it's like whenever it finally does come out. Um, I bought and then, a $100 flight stick, so I'm going to get it. Yeah, I mean, you saw how much convincing it took me to buy fucking, uh, what is... Splatoon? No, not Splatoon. The other space sim game that I don't play anymore. Dangerous? Yeah, you saw how much convincing it took me to buy Elite Dangerous. Yeah. Like we looked at we looked at some screenshots for like forty five minutes and then I bought it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna take very much. You'll be like, hey, 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 look, you, right. it it works now. <laughs> oh, all right, <laughs> it kind of works. The loading screen comes up. You're like, ah, oh, right. That's a pretty cool loading screen. Uh. Um, I'm gonna get it. It looks, you know, I I like those type of games. Uh, Elite Dangerous, I really want to like it. Yeah. It's just... There's nothing. There's nothing have to you, do. Have you played since the Power Play update? No. Um, that gave uh, you a lot more stuff to do. Good. Because when it came out, there was pretty much... Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was pretty uneventful. And now there's, like, massive faction warfare always going on. And everything you do counts towards this overarching metagame. And it's it's pretty fucking interesting. The only reason I haven't played it is just because I have very little time. See, and I, when I play a game like that, I'm, I'm not really into the combat a lot. I mean, I like the combat, but um, I don't want that. I don't want to just, you know, fly from space battle to space battle. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to go do mining. You know, I could make... That's what this game is about, you know. Trying to make money your way, and then I spent like three hours mining and made like two hundred bucks. And was like, this is not good. Um, yeah, Power Play actually focused on mining quite a bit. Good, because now you don't have to even collect your own shit. You just have drones that go out and collect your the stuff you're mining as you're mining it. Yeah, it shaves a lot of time off, and also uh, the stuff you mine is worth a lot more money now. Go. Uh, so Star Citizen, very much like Elite Dangerous, open world, uh, open universe, uh, space sim, and they're also working on a first-person shooter module. The first-person shooter module, however, was supposed to be the next module like that was going to be released, and you'd be able to... Uh, right now they have like the Arena Commander and the Hangar, so you can... The Arena Commander is you can go and do some space battles. And then they have the hangar where you can walk around and you know see your ships. Uh, the next module that was going to be released that you could test out in the alpha phase 
was the first person shooter module. And they have delayed that because of some some issues that they're having with the game. Uh, namely recoil weapon recoil issues and melee attacks. That's about it. I mean that's not too big. But they they did delay it. So what are your thoughts? Do you think this game is too ambitious? Um well um my opinion's kind of kind of complicated here because I would say if this was almost any other situation that yes, it is too ambitious. But um they have raised 85 million dollars to make this project work. And they have many industry professionals that have worked on very big games before. Um, in fact, well, the article that, that I brought over to this was um, uh, the, their executive producer of Star Citizen. Uh, he worked at Blizzard for 10 years. Yeah. Um, now he's, uh, he's, he's he left. He quit. Uh, he, he left Star Citizen for supposedly personal reasons. Um, He's so, the new CEO of Reddit. Yeah. No. That no. is a lie. <laughs> Don't believe anything I say. Um, he was the lead producer on Diablo 3. He worked on some World of Warcraft expansions. And uh, he was also part of America's Army, the, uh, the game. Um, but, yeah... They they have they have the talent managing it to make it work, and they have the funds to make it work. The problem is they are moving so slowly, and they are not showing enough and, and not giving enough uh, insight into what the fuck they're using all this money for. And they're still taking money. And not just, like, $60 pre-orders. Like, you can fucking give them a lot of money. There are... Going back here to what you said. They have ships for, like, $300. Mm -hmm. Not more. And here's the thing. So, you can go out... Most of your ships you can go and see in the hangar, or you can fly around with the arena commander. They are releasing ships to buy that aren't even made yet. Mm-hmm. So... And they, they have... They have all these, these systems that they keep talking about, and all these things you're going to be able to do, and they are showing none of it. Because none of it's fucking made yet. Like, it's... It is really, really scary. So, and, so what you're saying is their public relations guy is Peter Mullen. Mm-hmm. They are being very, very fucking Peter Molyneux-y. They're They're promising all of these crazy systems and all of this ambis- ambitious shit, and they aren't giving anybody any proof. Like, they're not even doing what Peter Molyneux would do, where they would make up some fucking shitty demo that made it look like maybe he wasn't bullshitting us this time. Instead, they're just going, it'll get made. We promise. Look, we did a Kickstarter. Um, and yeah. you know what's what's even worse about all this, by the way, is that 
Uh, at least the last time I looked at their website, which admittedly I think was like last year sometime, but I doubt this has changed. The ships that you buy, if they blow up and you don't have insurance on them, like in-game insurance, they're gone. Forever. Yep. Which is fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, um, I, I understand you're trying to make your game, like, feel real, but... I'm sorry, if I'm paying 300 fucking dollars for your stupid unfinished game to get this special fucking ship, and and it blows up, like, at least let me fucking get it back, like, somehow. At least fucking uh, Elite Dangerous is like, well, you can get it back, here's, you gotta pay 5% of the cost of it, but you can get it back. Yeah, they they don't have that option unless you have insurance, which is more money. Now, do you have to pay real money or is it in game currency? I believe it is real money. It should because it comes with a year of a, like a year or something, or maybe like six months of insurance whenever you buy the ship, whenever you pre-order. Oh, okay. So- and then you have to get more insurance. I would be. I'd be surprised if you couldn't get it with in-game money, but at the same time, they'll probably have a microtransaction of some kind where it gets six months of, of space insurance for $20. So, to be fair, these $500, like, they have $500 ships, I think. I'm pretty sure I saw one that was like a mining ship. I'm pretty sure they go even higher. Yeah. At least they used to. Um, and... With, you can buy all these ships, albeit with a lot of effort, with in-game currency. Mm-hmm. So, while, yeah, it's, you know, dropping $300 onto something like that helps support the game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy a shitty ship for, like, 40 bucks, and then try to work my, my way up to get a good ship. But here, here is another problem that... I'm surprised more people haven't talked about, which is, why do we complain so much about free-to-play games allowing you to buy items that set you up higher in the game with real money, but not Star Citizen allowing you to pre-order the game for $300 and get this really fucking awesome, huge-ass ship? Oh, I, I completely agree. There's... I think the reason why is because a lot of those free-to-play games, it's like you have to pay real money for these items. You don't necessarily. There are a lot of them that are just like pay-for-progress type situations. And what are you doing in in this case if not just paying for progress? Right. That That would be like if in EVE Online you could pay... I don't know, you could, like, get together with your guild and raise a grand and buy some fucking massive warship. Like, people would stop playing EVE Online because that would be bullshit. Well, I, I agree. I I don't think that... If I was making a game, I wouldn't do something like that. I wouldn't make it so that you could buy, you know, a massive ship or a, a really good, you know, fighter or whatnot for, you know a couple hundred dollars. I would make it so that you buy the game and you start out, kind of like with Elite Dangerous, you start out with a shitty Sidewinder. Mm-hmm. But even with that, you can buy 
chips with real money in the league. Dangerous as well. From what can I, you? I, from what I understand, you can. Pretty sure all you can do is buy skins and stuff. Oh, okay, maybe maybe it is that I. I never really looked at it because I've never been in there. I, I think if you pre-ordered, you got like a step up from the Sidewinder for free. Oh, okay. But you can't you can't buy like a. You can't buy like the the super high end fucking ones, uh, with real money, as far as I know, because a lot of a lot of people just they just complain about how much of a grind it is to get to that point. But that's the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like that you can buy a three hundred dollar ship. I don't either. I don't like this entire business model. You don't need this much money to make a game of the scale. I'm sorry, Elite Dangerous already did it. Well, okay. So the the idea actually, um, what they were saying, what I, a lot of industry people say that they they couldn't see a game of this scale with the promises being made, being made for twice the amount of money that they have. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up how much Elite Dangerous's budget was. Okay. Um, but yeah, they said that basically for any game of this scale that they want to make. They could see it being $150 million, not 85 Now, is Star Citizen supposed to be, uh, like, No Man's Sky, where it's universe level? Or is it just galaxy level, like Elite Dangerous? Not that it should really matter. I don't but... know, I don't. Alright, um, well, uh... The original budget for Elite Dangerous was 8 million uh, euros. So, so probably like $10 million. Yeah, something like that. Well, a little bit more, but yeah. Um, Elite Dangerous ended up raising less than 2 million, or around $2.5 million. And they still made the game? And they still made the game. Wow. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Um, and again, Elite Dangerous's original budget was a fraction of Star Citizen's current fucking, yeah, their, their current fucking budget, like how much money they have, it's, it's a fraction of that. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Like, it's one thing if it's just taking them a long time, but... It's another thing to keep eating more money and then not telling anybody where this money is going right. and not really giving enough progress updates on what the hell they're even doing other than saying, well, we got to delay this thing that we never even showed you any progress on in the first place. So you're still getting the game, right? <laughs> Uh, it, it, like I said, it's it's gonna come down to what the hell does this thing actually turn out to be? Because right now, my next uh, my next elite dangerous fucking space sim type thing is gonna be No Man's Sky. Oh, I'm definitely gonna No Man's Sky. Because again, look at look at fucking No Man's Sky. Even it's on it's on a greater scale than Elite Dangerous. And granted, it doesn't look like it has as complex systems as Elite Dangerous, but it's still a massive, well, almost practically infinite, uh, procedurally generated universe. 
with massive multiplayer and fucking trade systems and and space combat, and you can walk around on the planets and shoot people and everything. It's got all of that stuff, and it's fucking coming out in the next few months. I'm so excited for that game. I know. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Star Citizen's been in development since, like, 2012, hasn't it? Something like that, yeah. So... That's still... That's only three years. What other games can you think of that of this scale have been made in three years? Let's see when uh, the fucking uh, Oh Man Sky development Let's see if there's any info on when it started Um, Sometime during the development of Joe Danger 2 which came out in 2012. It was announced in 2011. Okay. So yeah, so about uh, it years. it was made in in less than five years. Let's say. Okay. And Star Citizen. Star Citizen doesn't even have the fucking first person shooter element done. That's true. They they have now. I will admit that you also have to look at how much like the graphical fidelity between the two. Star Citizen is going for a totally realistic, very high-res look that uh, No Man's Sky very obviously isn't going for. Like, most of the textures in that game are just solid colors. Yeah. It's, but, it's, a, it's a pretty game, but it's not... It's not realistic. Which right. It's, it's pretty in its own way. It's, it's unique, and I think that's acceptable. But, like, I still don't think that it should that should mean that it's taking this long to get basic game systems made. Yeah. Like, you don't need finished art to get the fucking first-person shooter segment to work. But and, I, I could and, totally see them doing a Peter Molyneux on this, and it's bad that we're using his name as a verb, but <laughs> um, Peter Molyneux will make promises, like with the original favorite. You know, there's going to be multiplayer, and you can do this and this and this. And right now, Star Citizen's like, well, you know, you're going to be able to, you know, fix your your system. So you could, they, I was watching one of their interviews and they said, you know, what you can do is you can, uh, when, when it's made, you're going to be able to, like your shields will go offline. And if you go to your shields and try to fix them, you can either do it the right way and take a little bit longer, or you can kind of do a shortcut to fix them. And it'll get them up and running, but they might not be at full power, or it's you know it's just a shortcut, so it could blow something up. I could see them taking a system like that and scaling it back or eliminating it entirely, so that they could get the game released. Yeah, and that's kind of what Peter Molyneux does. Yeah, and, and that would be infuriating for. Multiple reasons. I, that that's something I really like. That's something I would really like. I would want to be. I've always liked being support, kinda. In in games, I like being support. In, in MMOs, I'm usually like a, you know, somebody who punches things. But in tactical games and stuff, I like being the support, the person helping, you know, the person standing back and trying to do stuff. I like that idea of being kind of like Jordy LaForge. Mm-hmm. Star Trek. So I would like, you know, 
if we're on a ship that's you know requires uh, you know you and myself on a ship because that's another thing they're implementing hopefully mm-hmm. is multi crew ships which is another thing I really like I would like you know you could be the pilot or whatever and I could be the engineer so if something did go wrong I could try to fix it and then you could do whatever else and like fight you know fight people and stuff while I'm trying to make it sure everything runs me. Mm-hmm. And if they take that element away, I would be very, I would be upset because that's something I really am looking forward to. What are your thoughts, Arawa? Um, I just think that uh, all they need to do is give us updates. Give put out more updates on what the hell's actually happening. I mean, I've I've backed other indie Kickstarter campaigns that still send me weekly updates on what the hell they've done. Look at the way Rust has handled their their blog on on updating their game. Like they just post here's what this team member did, here's what this team member did. And I mean, that's because they're such a small team that they can do that. But I even Elite Dangerous posts, I think, every week uh, at least some idea of where the progress in the game is going. I, and still, I, get, I still get Shadowrun updates. Exactly. So, like, where where is the progress is what I want to know. Just where is all of this money going? Yeah. Because it's 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 ridiculous. Like, uh, and I was I was curious as to like what are the budgets of some other games that are anywhere near this ambitious. And um, Star Citizen uh, is at eighty five million. Yes. Um. So. Meanwhile, Destiny, the uh, purported development cost so far, uh, as far as anybody can tell, is about $140 million. Uh, I know Star Wars was like... Over, yeah, over $200 million. Yes, or Star Wars. Star Wars The Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Which was um, a decent MMO. But now look at uh, World of Warcraft. $50 million. Originally. Yes, the original development cost of World of Warcraft was $50 million, and that's adjusted for inflation. Yeah. Um, like, I just, I want to know where all this money is going. Is, is, World of Warcraft wasn't as ambitious as Star Citizen was trying to be. No, no, but I'm saying that you, they, they could put out quite a bit more than what they have so far with the money that they currently have. It's it's not even so much that I'm frustrated with their lack of progress, it's that I'm frustrated with their lack of updates on progress after having accepted more money than Watch Dogs took to, to produce. More money than Halo 3. More money than the fucking Defiance MMO. Like... Which was really not a good it was not very good, but more money than DC Universe Online, which was a mediocre MMO. Um, APB, All Point, All Points Bulletin, the original release, that cost fifty-four million dollars. Did it? 
Yes, Final Fantasy twelve cost uh, over $60 million. Like, I- I'm not saying that any of these games are more complex than Star Citizen, or that they're even in the same league of complexity as Star Citizen. But I am saying is that they finished the fucking game with a lot less money, and they don't even have the shooter segment done. Like, hmm. where where are the resources going? Um, I would imagine it's going into Chris Roberts? Probably his pocket. I think that's his name, Chris Roberts. I just hope that either either they go away and and it's all just forgotten or they start giving people information. I I want the game to come out and I want it to be as good as it's supposed to be. But so far next year. Um this is, is this is article is saying 2017 for final release and that's being generous. Yeah. So I I've heard I 2016 I would be very surprised, considering they don't even have half the game done yet. That well, that was the the original. I think that they were saying was twenty sixteen. Oh, oh yeah, it's uh on this article. It does say twenty sixteen. Yeah. Um, but I would be very surprised. And, and to be fair, they've said that they've only have fifteen percent of their their group is working on. The FPS mode. Yeah. So that's you know that's another that's eighty five percent working on everything else of their people. You know, I'm not sure how many people they have working there, but uh, that's a pretty small portion of their crew is working on that. And you know, a few anim- like animation issues and recoil. That's not really. That's, that's not, not a big deal, but it bothers me that that. They're delaying it over that kind of thing. Yeah. Because you could still... They could still put it out and patch it. Yeah. I mean... Um, I'm... I'm going to look at uh, this. Okay. So you can pay $45 to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's $45. You are guaranteed to play the full game on release, and right now you can play the Arena Commander. Yeah, and the Hangar. Which it's just looking at your ships. Right. They have they have a list of all the ships that they're working on. Um that hasn't been updated since April. Let's look at development status. Let's see what this is. Alright. Okay. So Arena Commander, everything's done. That's that's done. Hangar, that's ready. First-person shooter segment is in production. Mm-hmm. Walking around on planets in production. Yep. Single-player campaign in production. Persistent universe is still in the design phase. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. It looks like they do do. <laughs> uh, they do a development report thing where they come out every month and say, "Here's what we've been doing." Yeah, I've been reading about that, but they haven't shown anything. Yeah, and here's what we have. Concept art, um, a lot of text, um, the inside of a ship, 
Here's the Persistent Universe team. You got art, uh, design. Um, okay. I mean, yeah, they're, they are definitely working on stuff. It's just, I don't know, they, they haven't shown enough progress for me to understand how this is an $85 million game. Well, $85 million plus game. Right. Um, I want to know, since you're on the website and I'm lazy, uh, how much is the most expensive ship they have right now? Let me see, because the interesting thing was, uh, I don't know if uh, they even have that, that funding thing anymore. What funding thing? The insurance? Like, I no, I mean, I don't know if you can if you can give them like a huge amount of money anymore. Let's go down all the way down here. So from what I was yeah, they did. They stopped at sixty five million dollars. Yeah. They they're like we don't have any more bullet points to put on here. Yeah, they they were saying that once they reached that basic, because with Kickstarter. And this is, I know you know this, but with Kickstarter, you know, you say, okay, once I reach, you know, $100 million, whatever. Once I reach a million dollars, you know, we're going to put this extra stuff in. And then if I get $2 million, then I'll have enough money to put this in, and so on and so forth. And once they got to $65 million, they're like, okay, we've reached our limit. That's as, as far as we're going to go, because... We could make more promises, but this is what we feel is obtain attainable. But, uh, did you find the ship? Um, they don't have any that are actually available for purchase right now that are, that are over this price, but if you go to ships and you set the price range to over $400... There are, like, six ships available here, but they are currently just concept art. So, that's, so, a, lot of, <laughs> that's a lot of money. Let me look at what's actually, like, available now, if anything. Steel Battalion. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Are there any that are actually available for purchase other than the $45? Oh, do I have to go to the... Here we go. a... A mediocre gaming PC. Um, Very mediocre. But you can play games on it. For four hundred I could see you building something for four hundred dollars I could play something. This one's worth this one is one hundred twenty five dollars. Okay. Um that one's hundred and five. Seventy five. Two hundred sixty five. Okay. Um, and these are things you can buy right now if you want to. 55, 70. Uh, there are quite a few ships here. 35, 45, 60, 45, 125. What? No, we need to we need to do an impromptu story. Okay. Just went to Engadget. I'll just read you the headline, and you can feel as sad as I as I do. Someone die. Satoru Iwata died. From Nintendo. What? Yeah, Satoru Iwata died. No. Yeah. 
Uh, just read this story for you. Breaking news. Uh, uh, sad, sad day in the video game industry. Oh my god! Nintendo reports President Satoru Iwata has died at the age of 55 due to a mild duct growth. Oh my skip E3 due to health issues and had surgery to remove the growth later that year. Uh, but it's unfortunately, uh, it's unfortunately clear that this wasn't enough. The company isn't saying much about uh, his successor at this point, but it looks like Jinyo Takeda and, and company legend Shigeru Miyamoto will be taking over the reins. Yeah, I could see Takeda and Miyamoto do it. Yeah. Um, this is fucking crazy. Yeah, so Satoru Iwata, if you don't know, he's been kind of the head of Nintendo uh, for a long time, uh, since about 2000. Um, 2002 became the first person to lead Nintendo that wasn't part of the founding uh, family, Nintendo family. Yamu... <laughs> Yamuchi. I think it's I think it's Yamuchi. Yeah. Uh his track record is ahead of the firm. Yamauchi, I bet, yeah. But uh he proceeded over the GameCube's uh era, uh Wii and the Wii U. Uh so you know, it kind of it sucks. I believe wasn't he at E three this year? He wasn't actually at E3. He was well. I mean, Nintendo didn't go to E3. Well, I know, but they did their little conference. They did their they did their little video thing. Yeah, um, but yeah, he he wasn't there because of medical reasons, and it was because of a tumor in his bile duct. Mm-hmm. And two thousand fourteen. And now, yeah. Well, no, it said in twenty fourteen they said he wouldn't be at E3 twenty fifteen. Because he'd be in surgery. The executive had been forced to skip E3 2014 due to health issues. Oh, this is talking about 2015. Oh, okay. But, yeah, anyway. Yeah, he, uh... Holy shit. Yeah, so... That sucks. Wow. So, that was so... Sorry about the segue there, but that's kind of more important. So, Tori Iwata was... Wow. You know that we're we're losing a lot of people this this year. A lot of a lot of people that worked, you know, in industries that were bonded. Christopher Lee passed away. <laughs> you probably don't care about this, but Dusty Rhodes died. Yeah, I mean, um, I I I recognized him, so that means that he was he was a pretty fucking crazy, yeah, crazy he, popular wrestler. Yeah, so if, if Dusty Rhodes. You know, there's something to say about most wrestlers don't break through. Like, you you know, I could say something about a wrestler, and you're like, I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are a few wrestlers like Dusty Rhodes, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. like Steve, Steve Austin, The Rock. Yeah, people that everyone, you know, will know because they've kind of broke out of that industry. And Satoru Iwata, um, you know, he's still in the gaming industry. But if you know gaming, you know Satoru Iwata pretty much. So, it's kind of like Miyamoto. Most people know who Miyamoto is. Uh, at least if you like video games. Yeah. So That's yeah, going to be even bigger when yeah. when Miyamoto dies. That's just... Yeah. Oh. So, uh... Yeah, that sucks. That's <laughs> a shitty way to end my podcast. So, uh, that was, 
I don't know. That was very sudden, unexpected, and depressing as all get out. Yeah, I didn't. I could. I. I couldn't. Wasn't he in the video? It was him. Yeah, he, he was. But who knows when they recorded that? Yeah, but that, I mean, still, even if it was recorded a few months ago, that's still. That's really depressing. Yeah. Um. With that, I'm gonna end the podcast. Yeah, there's nothing that can top that. Yeah. So, uh, as always, SoundCloud. You know, follow me on SoundCloud, follow me on iTunes, follow me on twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. Uh, go to my website, reetonentertainment.com. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Reeton. You can follow Aroa at Aroa1337 on <laughs> Twitter. Uh, Whatever. Well, no, it's Aroa on Twitter. It does. Oh, it's just Aroa? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, hope you have a good, great week or whatever.